Hi friends, what's up and welcome back to another Coffee Talk podcast episode. I am very excited to be here and chatting with you guys today. I'm doing some requested topics and they all blended very nicely together into what I believe is going to be a very nice discussion on things like dating, love, finding the one, so on and so forth. So to begin, I will let you in on what the actual requests were because they really did frame out our conversation today very well. Two of them came from the members discord, the first saying, I would love to hear Kaylin's perspective on dating after dedicating the time to heal and grow. I'm still in the beginning of that journey and getting back out there seems kind of intimidating. Another request came in that said, I would love to hear you discuss the patience in life and trusting that where you end up and who you end up with is where you're meant to be. And the third request that came in that said, yes, I would also love to see this and also a bit about what it's like to be in a relationship with someone you think is the one in quotations. It's very rare that people open up about how it is to date someone you know you're going to spend your life with. Maybe have a list of like, hey, this is how you know you're actually comfortable with this person, if that makes sense. And there were multiple hearts on all of those requests. So I've combined them today, sat down to just kind of point form some things I wanted to say about each of those requests to blend it into today's summer lovin' chat. I say summer lovin' chat because as I mentioned in the last coffee talk, our conversations for the month of June are themed around summer, although they're timeless. You can tap into this at any time. But I did make a nice tropical drink again to join you today to sit with you and chat as if we're two friends over legitimate drinks. So cheers, friend, and let's dive in. I'm literally gonna go in order of those requests because I actually feel like they also blend one into the next so nicely. So the first being what it's been like to date or what it was like to date after taking time to heal and to grow. Oh boy, I really had to sit with this one because I had to go back to that place, you know, go back to the place I was when I started dating again after taking time. You know when you don't do what you're supposed to do, how the universe has a very tricky way of kind of backing you into a corner so you have to do what you're supposed to do? That's sort of how that healing journey went for me. There was a point where I started being very intentional about not seeking out any potential prospects or even just like someone to have fun with like I just kind of stopped but at the beginning I wasn't stopping I was looking for any kind of distraction to more so numb the feelings that I was having at the time which was a lot of heartbreak and the heartbreak or the trigger of that heartbreak was a, was a sticky situation because I think it was meant to be a catalyst for both of us to change like I don't think we were actually meant to be in each other's lives but it was a very deep deep connection and it woke us up to, or I guess I'll only, I can only ever speak for me, but like it definitely woke me up to a lot of wounds that I needed to heal that had nothing to do with that person and a lot to do with my own family trauma, childhood trauma, and attachment style and attachment issues. <laughs> I am somebody that once would have definitely identified with struggling with avoidance attachment, if anybody knows attachment styles. And this is the first person that didn't feel safe to me and it highlighted all of these things for me. And so I really wanted to figure that out even though it sucked at the time. So getting back into the dating pool after doing some work and spending some serious solo time, it was refreshing because it was like dating in a whole new way that I hadn't before. 
there were things that I just did not waste time on that before I had gone through that healing journey, I kind of would just give like everyone a chance or I would try to see the good in everyone, which is a, a great quality, a very redeeming quality, but you're allowed to have things that are like straight no's for you, you know? And I wouldn't have known that if I didn't go on that journey. So I'm not saying it was a bad thing, but there was a lot more self-respect I had going into the dating game again. And a lot more like, nope, no time for that. And instant cutting it out and not actually wasting time and effort and energy on. It was also challenging because I feel like doing a lot of work, especially work on your own is great. It's amazing. But there's also a leg of the journey, a leg of the healing and growth that comes from entering back into relation. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like into a relationship, but I think that once you start dating again, it's almost like round two of your healing and, and growth. If you're talking about the type of healing and growth that comes from attachment styles and love and relationship, because you can only do so much work on your own. And there is a safety in basically staying single and just continuing to heal and be on a spiritual journey. And it wasn't until I was ready to like take the courage to take the plunge again and risk being vulnerable, risk being seen again, risk all of the work that I felt like I had done that the challenges did crop up again, but it did feel like it was the second part of that healing journey. I did notice huge areas of improvement. It wasn't until I started dating again that I really got to see how much work I had really put in, which was a very satisfying feeling. <laughs> like something that you genuinely, you should honor it when you notice it and when you feel it. Because if you've done a lot of work and then you go back out and you start dating again and you notice things that used to bother you or would have triggered you or whatever it is, not getting in your way anymore, then definitely don't bulldoze over that or just like, eh, whatever it, because I think that you should take the time to be like, you know what, good on me. Because like, you will notice big giant areas of improvement. I didn't feel like I was floating around just trying to find somebody that could be a match. I felt like I was staying firm in who I was and was able to allow things to, in a sense, come to me. I was able to receive energy and not in a toxic way of being like, oh my gosh, don't chase anybody. Everybody should be chasing you. But just more so, I was more grounded and affirmed in who I am that it didn't feel so up and down and all over the place and like emotional to get back into the dating world. Before I found my boyfriend now, I dated about three people before him in and amongst after the healing portion or the deeper healing portions. And so one was somebody that I had had history with, two were new people, and all three were very, very different experiences. But again, because I was coming from a much more grounded place, I was able to know right away, oh, yep, that's the, that's the point of no return. And whereas before I had been on that journey, I would have kept returning and kept trying to fix things or fix people in a sense or give that grace or give more forgiveness that wasn't necessarily deserved or needed. And I was able to be so much more firm about what I wanted, what I needed, what I was looking for. And when things didn't match up, I didn't have to waste as much time. I didn't have to invest way more than I should have been. And I was able to just be like, all right, that wasn't it. Let's try something else. Or when I wasn't getting what I knew I deserved, I would be like, all right, bye. Like, it's not personal. We clearly are on different pages or want different things. I've done way too much work 
to respect myself, to allow myself to basically disrespect myself in order to spend more time with this person. Like, I think especially too, because being alone can sometimes make you feel or tempt you to lower your standards. Because sometimes being lonely or feeling lonely can hurt more than being with somebody that doesn't treat you 100% right. But that's, again, part of that growth and healing journey that I would have much rather have been alone even when it freaking sucked. And let me tell you, it sucked. There were very, very many lonely nights and nights where I was still in that healing journey, but just wondering when my person was gonna come around, be someone I could just watch a movie with after dinner or just do the simplest little things with. And part of the healing journey was being able to even honor that feeling because there's a lot of messaging out there that tells especially women that it's weak to, to want relationship, it's weak to want connection to somebody else that you should be able to be totally fine on your own. And let me tell you, yes, you, you can. You can be totally fine on your own. I was fine, I was doing all right. I could make dinner and watch movies myself, but there is literally nothing wrong. In fact, it makes a whole lot of sense to feel a sense of yearning for that type of companionship, for that type of company, for somebody to spend the end of your day with, to ask about how your day went. And so I don't really buy into that messaging that you're supposed to be like so independent and so your own person that you don't need anybody else. Like, I don't think that that's necessarily something to like hold a badge to, unless you genuinely are the type of person that like can thrive on that. But Personally, I'm not. I am definitely a deep connector. I need, I nur I feel nourished when I'm in deep connection. It will be challenging. I get why you're feeling like it might be intimidating, but you are gonna notice one big strides that you've made already to, I'm assuming that on your healing journey, you've been able to deeply and profoundly get to know yourself more. So you're not gonna, you know, take any bullshit or waste your time. And three, that it really is gonna be the second portion of your healing journey because once I did find somebody, and even those relationships before, I was able to do a little bit more healing in those ones too, but it was really until I found my partner now that I was able to do like the, the big things, like the trust stuff, the, like allowing myself to safely attach and not, I don't know, attach is a tricky word because I don't think we're actually meant to necessarily attach to anything, but I mean more so I was allowed, I was able to safely allow myself to be vulnerable and to feel things for somebody and receive that energy in return and receive that help or just like companionship in return and feel safe in that. You've already done a lot of the work and so, I'm gonna take a wild guess that once you do get back out there, it will gift you or guide you to exactly what you're meant to find or do or experience next. Be it the right person or a great person for you, or be it a little commingling, dating around a little bit and getting to test the waters of the different things that you've healed and grown with. Which leads me very nicely into the second request, which is how to have patience and trust that you're gonna end up in, with the right person and in the right place in your life. Oh my Lord, I wish I could go back and give myself the patience and trust because I will tell you the journey to where I've landed today was not graceful. It was not, it was not sunshine and rainbows. It was not full of trust and understanding that I was gonna get to where I, I've landed. In hindsight, I'm able to learn a lot 
and process it a lot through the new lens I have and be like, oh, okay, I can see it now. I can see how the path led here. But when you're still walking the path, I can totally understand how it feels so hard to trust and hard to be patient. My number one tip would be to intrinsically validate what you're doing and validate yourself along your own journey instead of looking for that validation externally. I consider myself to be a spiritual person and even as a spiritual person, I think that there can sometimes be kind of some trap doors in trying to affirm or validate that you're safe to trust or you're safe to be patient, that the right thing is coming and like you want a psychic to tell you or you want, you know, some philosopher to tell you or you want tarot cards to tell you or you want an author to tell you or a book to tell you or someone to just like randomly bump into you on the street and have a powerful feeling that you're gonna be okay or you're exactly where you're meant to be and I get that because I totally have felt those feelings before but if you can actually sit with that feeling and being like, oh, I am in my fear state, I'm in my fight or flight, I'm looking for external validation that I'm gonna be okay. It's not something you can just flip a switch with, but just try your best to work out the muscle of validating yourself internally. And how you do that is by trusting your intuition, your intuition, not anybody else's, not some psychics, not some philosophers, not some books. And like, the thing is, is that you can use those tools. And I don't mean for this to go down a spiritual route, but just for anybody that is into the same things, like you can totally use those tools. I'm not saying don't use them or don't look to them, but you still need to filter it through your own intuition and affirm with your own intuition. Nobody else can do that for you. And again, let me reiterate how messy it all felt, but I still just kept walking and trusting my intuition. And when I say it felt messy, I mean, it felt like my entire life was falling apart and I was a wreck. And yet somehow there was this thread, this little voice in the back of my head, this intuition that kept telling me or pushing me or kind of guiding me to keep going one more step, one more step, one more step. And I didn't need to see the full path. I was literally just trying to focus quite truly on that one more step. And I didn't know why, I didn't know how, but I had to trust it because it was all I had in life and many different scenarios that I've been through. It is all, it, it's all I've ever had was that inner voice, that inner guidance, that inner light. And so trust your intuition, especially when it feels like life is a chaotic mess and everything is falling apart because odds are it will fall back together and it can't fall back together in the right way or with the right person or at the right time until you let it fall apart and the only raft to hold on to in that storm is your inner intuition and you need to validate yourself. To know the difference between your intuition and your fear state is that your intuition will not scream at you, it will not yell things, it will not make things super evident, it will whisper. It will require sometimes getting really quiet with yourself. It'll be that little tickle in your tummy that tells you to choose left, even though every instinct is saying choose right. It's like that voice that is soft, but strong. Might not make sense to literally anybody, and sometimes it doesn't even make sense to you, but yet somehow you know you have to, you just have to do this thing, or you have to make that choice. Do it. While you're waiting, it's better to be impatient and as tricky as it is in pain, because when you're in pain, you're working through a healing process, than it is to surround yourself with low quality or low vibrational things that are gonna just 
anchor you and weigh you down in life that aren't meant for you. And again, come back to your intuition with knowing the difference between those things. And again, this is the type of advice that when I was going through it, I would have been like, yeah, screw you. So I totally get it. If you kind of want to say the same thing to me now saying this to you, if you're going through this, but where you're meant to be and who you're meant to be with is exactly where you are right now. And I get it. I get it. That's not what you want to hear. <laughs> but like, I'm just mean, even with the path I walked to get to where I am today, where I was during the times where I was just desperately looking for a sign that something was going to turn out okay, I was still right where I needed to be with who I needed to be with, which was mainly myself at that time. Because I was there and because I honored it and kept trusting it and walked it even when it freaking sucked, I was able to find myself here. Yes, this is now where I'm meant to be and who I'm meant to be with. And it feels good, but it doesn't mean that where you are meant to be and who you're meant to be with is always meant to feel good. It did not feel good two years ago. It didn't feel like I did. I wanted to do anything to avoid or distract myself from where I was and who I was with, which was myself, because it felt painful. But it starts here. It starts now. Everything starts in the here and in the now and in the present. If you do trust your intuition and you trust yourself and you allow yourself to open up to the wide range of the human experience, meaning that it's not always going to feel good. Sometimes it's painful and it hurts but that is actually gonna be part of the strength that allows you to grow and learn and end up in a place that feels good and feels amazing. And that's how you can have patience and trust that it'll work out because you are learning the things you need to know. If you don't know yet, it's because you're not meant to know yet and you're still learning. And the things will come when they're meant to come to you. Trust your inner self. There's a little shadow work you can do here too. Like why wouldn't you end up in the right place? Why wouldn't you end up with the right person? and you're gonna have all of the fear that pops up into your head, those are your blocks right now. That's where you're meant to heal. That's the shadow work you're meant to do because my answer to that would have been, well, it didn't work out with my parents or is love even real? Or, you know, I would have all of these blocks that I was still working on, still healing, or what if I'm not good enough? What if, you know, nobody's ever good enough? What if every relationship is doomed to fail? And those were the things that I was working on. Those were the things I was doing in therapy. That was the work that I was, having to heal within myself at the time. Even too, like, why wouldn't you end up where you're meant to be? Are you not honoring your intuition? Are you not honoring the little voice inside that's telling you to go a certain way or trust a certain thing? Or Because if you aren't, then there is gonna be an inner state of fear that's gonna say like, well, what if I don't up in the, end up in the right place? Well, it might be because subconsciously you know you're not doing the right things. You're not following your intuition. Of course the universe, the universe wants you to thrive. Or if you don't believe in that, then like you yourself internally, your subconscious wants you to live and thrive. So why wouldn't you end up in the right place with the right person doing the right things, you know? What is it like to be with someone you think is the one and to make a list of things that allow you to know that you're comfortable with this person? Okay, so I do have to start by saying personally, and nobody else has to agree with me on this, but just personally, I don't totally believe in the one. I don't think there is one, period, for you out there in this life because I think one, that's very limiting to believe, and two, the more that I have come to co-mingle in life and understand connection and others, the more I've understood that there's a bunch of ones, there's a bunch of people, and it's just a different level of definitely compatibility and comfortability. That said, when you do find somebody that you are compatible with, that you are comfortable with, you might then decide, 
all right, I'm gonna be with this person. I'm gonna start a life with this person. It starts with choosing each other. Like you genuinely have to choose each other every single day that you do choose each other and you continue to walk the, that path together and build a life together, build experience and memories together, it grows stronger and it grows more beautiful and you become way more comfortable and compatible, perhaps way more than anybody else on the planet because of the work you put in together. If I were to list it, which I did for you, by the way, but when I listed, okay, how do, how do you know, or at least how do I know when I'm comfortable with somebody? These are the things that I wrote down. The first was when you can be yourself without the worry or facades. You know when you first meet somebody, especially someone that you're interested in and like you wanna show them all the best sides of yourself. I don't think that that's necessarily a facade, but it's more so like the facade that you have zero flaws. When that fades away, that's how you know you are comfortable with somebody, when you don't always have to show up and show them your brightest, best self. <laughs> all of the time, when being around them doesn't come with all of this worry and self-consciousness. When you laugh together, when you trust this person on many different levels, when you can show them your flaws, so the facade kind of drops, but they also show you their flaws. When someone comes in and compliments you and compliments your life, but you're still able to be your own full whole being, that is how I feel like you know someone could be a good one. To balance all of these happy, great things, I think it's also too when you're able to face problems, work on them and solve them together. My boyfriend and I now, when we first met, the first few months were the rockiest of our relationship. Not even rocky, it was just like, we had to learn each other and we did. We learned each other very, very quickly because we are so vastly different that in the first few months, things cropped up where it would be like, oh, you're seeing this so differently than I'm seeing this. We were able to come together with a mutual respect and understanding and be like, oh, okay, I understand how you're seeing this. You're understanding how I'm seeing this. Can we do this instead? Can we compromise in this way? The next time something similar would come around because we had done that, that's where I knew it was like, oh, this is a strong relationship because when it would come back around again, it wasn't an issue again. It was like, we already knew because we already figured that out last time. And so we would do exactly what we had learned from that experience. And so facing problems and learning how to solve them together as a couple, I think is a huge, huge attribute towards long lasting love and long lasting relationships. Uh, and also just like letting somebody see you at your worst. That's when you know you're really comfortable with somebody. And Seeing you at your worst means like maybe something really sad happens or you're having a horrible day or you don't feel like you're physically looking your best that day or whatever it is. Uh, camping was one of those things that I feel like it was like, okay, yeah, I can't really hide when I'm camping. Also, pregnancy has been one of those things where I'm like, well, my body's doing all kinds of weird things now, so get used to it. Uh, living together, things like that, where you they see you at your best and they see you at your worst. And even though it's uncomfortable to show that side of you, they make you feel comfortable in it. And the last little bit is, what is it like to be with somebody that you think is the one? For me, it has felt very, very grounding. It has felt like home in a sense. And I have lots of pregnancy hormones running through my body right now. So that's gonna make me emotional to say because 
going back to the beginning of our coffee talk today, talking about going through the healing journey and going through so much growth, like a lot of the healing and growth I had to go through came from like my initial understanding of what home is and what family is. Start my life and, and start a family and be with somebody that I genuinely can see myself being with and loving for as long as, you know, God or the universe will let me. Uh, it's felt very much like home and a new sense of home. <laughs> I'm gonna take a sip. I get these small moments of um, gratitude, but it's, I don't even know exactly how I would put a human word to the feeling, but it's putting away groceries or talking about something in, uh, over morning coffee in bed where it's so, so simple but I go back to that past version of me that was like just waiting for that moment to come and like I never wanna take those moments for granted because of knowing how, how the journey that it took to get there, you know? Again, coming from a past of identifying with more avoidant attachment styles is, oh my gosh, what if something happens to this person now? Like this person holds such a special place in my heart and we've, taken all of these big steps and like, ah, oh, like what if something ever happens to them? But I think that comes back to like, we're not meant to attach to people. You're meant to love them and cherish them and appreciate them. But that has been a new experience too, with finding somebody that I'm like, wow, this isn't just a relationship. This doesn't feel like me trying to figure out where I'm meant to be or who I'm meant to be with. Like, we're walking the path with, like we're doing the thing. And it sounds silly and I, it's probably a little bit of anxiety as well too, but I'm just like, anytime he goes anywhere, I'm just like, make sure you please drive safe or like, don't do anything stupid. Like that was a challenge I didn't have to think about when I was safely single was not having to worry if anybody, if I was gonna lose anybody. And so now it's like, oh my gosh, like what if something ever happens to you? Like, I want you to be so healthy and I want you to drive very safe. <laughs> so that's a new feeling. I still feel like I have little little areas that I can work on as well and that's one of them. To me it hasn't felt like this overwhelming powerful thing. It's actually felt like this very grounding power, this very comforting power. Even just with what my job is, with what my career has been, I don't feel a need to like, you know, push us all over social media or share so much of it. It's, it's like I feel even a weird sense of sharing as much as I've shared just in the last few minutes here because it feels more so like it just is. It's just a state of flow. It's a state of comfort. It's a state of trust. It's definitely got its challenges and it's definitely got its like moments of, oh my God, like, can you not throw your socks on the floor? <laughs> like, those are the silly little things that I think that one day too, if anybody's seen Goodwill Hunting where he talks about how when his wife passes away, he like misses when he used to hear her fart in the night and like how that was like a cute thing that he'd laugh about and now like he would do anything to like hear his wife fart in the night. That's what I think of. I'm like, I see the socks on the floor and I'm like, but then I'm also like, oh, what if a day ever came where I would just miss knowing that you existed and you kicked your socks on the floor? I can't talk about stuff like that while I'm pregnant. <laughs> That's so sad. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna stop here. That was so unnecessary, but like, that's what it feels like. like. That's how you know it's love. I don't think that you're meant to like deeply attach to people. You come to this life on your own, you leave this life on your own and everything in between is such a blessing. 
uh, even when it feels like a curse at times throughout all of this, throughout every step of the way. And it might be different for you. Actually, it very well will be different for you because we're all so different. We're all on such unique paths and we all have such unique experiences and we express our love in different languages and we receive our love in different languages and we have different types of interests or relationships that we seek out. Uh, maybe you're polyamorous, maybe you are into the same sex, maybe you are into, I don't know, maybe you're not even someone that's looking for a romantic partner, but you're just looking for like a life partner. Maybe you're someone that's not interested in things like sex. Maybe you are someone that's only interested in things like sex. Like it's really down to what love is to you and how it expresses itself to you. So it will be different for all of us, but I think you just know when you feel grounded in who you are and you feel safe in who you are and you feel home within yourself and with the people that you've chosen to be in your life. I don't think we can really know that definition by anyone else's terms, but that's what it's felt like for me. And that's where I'm gonna leave this chat. Let me know your experiences and your thoughts on any of the topics that we covered today. Like, how do you feel like you know you've, you've found someone you can be comfortable with? Or if you're on a journey of learning how to have patience and trust, what is it like? Or if you're on the other side of that, what? helped you or what was it like dating again after you went on a growth or healing journey or are you on a growth and healing journey i want to hear all of your guys's experiences down below but also to just to start off conversations and keep this forum down below almost like a safe place you can go to to have this type of conversation with other people that are in the same realm or on the same wave so with that i love you guys all the way to the moon and back thank you for chatting with me today and i will talk to all of you guys in our next coffee talk podcast episode Bye, everyone.